Alright, welcome back. Good morning to everybody. Uh, today, continuing discussion of Tao Te Ching with the translations of Whaley and D.C. Lao, both of which are uh, important to have uh, and uh, imperfect, uh, but it's useful to compare them. Then it's true, there are some other modern translations, I guess, that are pretty good of the Tao Te Ching. I just don't know, and I just trust these old ones, but they uh, make some mistakes, or they've got some problems, too. So, in the end, it's a text for contemplation. So, I want to start with uh, Dao Te Ching chapter uh, 23, and then bring in some quotes from Heraclitus that we have heard before in the series on Heraclitus that, uh, that are relevant in some sense, uh, to me, Heraclitus provides the um, cosmology, the metaphysical philosophy of cosmology or the way the universe was created or the way the universe works in terms of polarity and cycles and its nature where the cycles of alternating polarity or cycles of polarity alternating day-night, you know, high-low, whatever, the alternations uh, of polarity that occur in cycles, whose nature is identity, meaning it's really uh, up-down, is one. There's a path up and a path down, it's the same. Heraclitus provides the theory of all that, uh, cosmology, cosmogony, uh, ontology, the nature of being, uh, and, and then some moral guidance for human development. While the Taoist is uh, coming from the same type of philosophy or uh, cosmology of uh, identity, of opposites, cycles, polarity, and um, basically the essential polarity, the, the nature of creation being of polarity, and while its origin is beyond all description, how to live in the world uh, and make decision uh, based on that uh, that the reality of, of the principles of cosmology the, the guiding principles uh, of creation uh, how one can apply them personally in decision in daily life uh, from a philosophical perspective in terms of principles again the individuals have to figure out by themselves uh, the universe is this way and to be in accord with it one must act um, that that way or those ways this kind of thing so we'll see some of that with today uh, 23 and then Heraclitus and then 24 and some more so let's go and start Arthur Whaley uh, translation Tao Te Ching chapter 23 there's some <laughs> typos here and all sorts of troubles, but um, I'll read each now. Chapter 23. To be always talking is against nature. For the same reason, a hurricane never lasts a whole morning, nor a rainstorm all day. Who is it that makes the wind and rain? It is heaven and earth. And if even heaven and earth cannot blow or pour for long, how much less in his utterance should man? Truly, 
If one uses the way, the Tao, as one's instrument, the results will be like the Tao. If one uses the power, de, Tao de, one uses the power or de as instrument, the results will be like de. If one uses what is the reverse of the power, the results will be the reverse of the power. For those, or for to those, for to those who have conformed themselves to the Tao, the Tao readily lends its power. To those who have conformed themselves to the De, the power readily lends more power. While to those who conform themselves to inefficacy, inefficacy readily lends its ineffectiveness. Quote, it is by not believing in people that you turn them into liars. Which was a quote that was from a previous chapter. Uh, to be always talking is against nature. Uh, again, the, the thrust here is seeking to learn the ways of accordance with Tao and Tao Da. How to live in accord with Tao, live in accord with Tao Da, the power. How? Well, first there's a discussion of what is Tao, what is Tao Da. And so Tao as the uh, impenetrable, inconceivable mystery source from which all issues uh, cannot be spoken. The speaking of it is not it. So from chapter one, right? To speak of is uh, to speak of something else. It can't be named. Whatever name you use, however you speak of it, is it isn't source. It's uh, the manifestation. But the first manifestation, or the way that Tao source manifests, is through the Tao de, and so that's the way and its power. The way Tao and its power de, in accord with Tao is accord with Tao de. And the way of Tao de is then these cosmological principles: uh, polarity, cyclicity or cycles, alternation between polarity, in which um, each pole or point of a polarity is one, or is of one field. And that's exactly what Heraclitus is coming from, and that's why they say heaven and earth. Heaven and earth as one. There's heaven, there's earth and then there's heaven and earth. And so there's the right-hand path and the left-hand path, service to other, service to all, or the path of love unity. Then the left-hand path serves to self, or path of separation and control, control and separation, versus um, love and um, freedom. <laughs> uh, care and freedom uh, leads to increasing unity. Uh, those two paths... Uh, are manifestations of the path, which is called soul evolution. And that's the point of cosmic plan, soul evolution. So soul evolution is why there is cosmic plan, or the the heart, the pith nature of cosmic plan is that soul evolution occurs. And so um, seeing each of the two, and then seeing that, that the two is a, a one, but that that one came from something, and ultimately uh, source is indescribable. And so here we have a comparison between the way of nature and uh, what's being taught, or how a Taoist, or how a person who seeks to be in harmony with Tao and Tao can learn from nature. And so intensity is limited. Any intensity, any phenomena is limited, it's all impermanent. 
Hurricanes don't last all morning. Well, some of them do. Rainstorms do last all day. Here in Taiwan, they may last three days. But um, they end. <laughs> what arises passes away. Uh, what is subject to arising and birth is subject to cessation. And that's a critical, you know, sub-theme in Buddhism, obviously, the, the reality of anicca, impermanence. Gautama is said to have said, or I believe somewhere I read that he said, if you can understand impermanence, you can understand the whole of my teaching. But this is a very subtle point. If you can understand the reality of anicca, impermanence, inconstancy, changeableness, you can understand the whole of, of Buddha Dhamma. Uh, I think that probably is true, that he probably said that, and I think that's right. And so, and, and you know, I could talk hours and one can speculate and contemplate deeply on the, um, uh, the derivative, derivative understandings and applications of the reality of anicca impermanence. That impermanence is the nature of the game here. Uh, Heraclitus said, you know, you never step into the same water, the same river, twice because the waters are ever-changing. Uh, Pantare, everything changes or flows. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's um, very much the heart of the Taoist um, moral instruction. Everything's changing. Uh, everything is delimited or arises and passes away. Don't seek the maximal. Uh, don't seek to hold the maximal uh, as your goal. If you seek the maximal, meaning great something, um, you will have trouble <laughs> because there is uh, impermanence and uh, and uh, humanity around you. Uh, the Taoist is very much concerned with living a, a, a healthy, long life not uh, achieving greatness that sputters out or flames out, which is fine. Some people want greatness that flames out. That's fine, too. There's, you know, This is just their approach. And so heaven and earth, or Dauda, uh, makes wind and rain, which rages periodically, then stops. Likewise, uh, a human taking from taking guidance from that um, should uh, appreciate the value of, of stopping rather than uh, going full tilt all the time. And so, the next two, the last two paragraphs here are also very important. Uh, what you use determines your results, and how and that to which you conform yourself you shall become, and you shall experience. And so, uh, people become what they desire. Uh, what they desire shapes who they become. Uh, what they depend on, what we depend on, shapes what we experience. If you depend on uh, someone's lie, <laughs> you're going to be uh, subject to the consequences of living in a lie. If you depend on uh, a, a deep commitment deep commitment to truth then you're going to be increasingly depending only on that which you've determined to be true and the consequences of that uh, append therefrom appending therefrom uh, meaning uh, what comes you know good fruit good seed gives give good fruit bad seed gives bad fruit right so healthy seed healthy fruit sickly seed sickly fruit 
what you use will uh, has the is of major import import in uh, the consequences that come and so likewise i mean this, this is why you know uh, great monks of certain traditions like you know Nityananda or Gautama great uh, heroes and uh, those that seek uh, when they have something they don't keep looking they don't they're not interested in the raw material uh, they have Buddha Dhamma, it's just good enough. Same thing with Advaita Vedanta or people that are coming out of a tradition that, that can go to source. Um, they're not interested in all sorts of things. And so it's fine <laughs> when you find what you feel is essential and critical to not keep looking elsewhere. Uh, because the quality of your tool uh, has great influence on the quality of, of your product. And so if you use the Tao as uh, one's instrument or one's means of uh, working, uh, the results are in conformity with that, with, with the instrument, with the means of working. So the product of working is in accord with the means of working. <laughs> what you depend on has much influence upon what you'll experience down the line. Uh, meanwhile, if you use the reverse of Tao or Tao Da, you live a lie, live in lie, live uh, with unbridled greed and aggression, you'll have resp- you know, consequences uh, um, associated therefrom. And so, uh, what you use and that to which you conform, meaning that which you make use of, and that which you depend upon or um, um, the guiding philosophy, the guiding beliefs, uh, your, your deeper values, you know, you, we experience what we value because what we value informs our, our choices, our decisions associated with our preference, right? Preference, I, I like this, not that, so I'll seek this, not that. Uh, I'll either find it or not, but when I find it, I found just what I need. And uh, when I don't, I know it. But I'm not confused about what I value, so I'm not confused about what I seek, and I can keep my eyes open to try to see if indeed what I'm experiencing is in accord with my values or not. If you're confused, you'll get confusion. (laughs) If you have low values, you'll have a low experience. If you have high values, you'll have a higher experience potentially potentially and all of this is all very personal needs to be personally adapted or modified and so and then this phrase it's not by it's by it's by not believing in people that you turn them into liars (laughs) this is like really Taoist uh, slipperiness Taoist uh, paradoxical brilliance the paradoxical brilliance of a Taoist philosopher people, uh, I mean, how to understand this, right? One way, I talked about this before. Uh, To some extent, we see people as we wish to see them. And we define people based on our beliefs. The question is, is our belief about them, our our assessment of their character, in this case, uh, based in reality or uh, uh, imagination? Based on clear seeing, true seeing, or not? Or how fully are we truly seeing them? Um, 
certainly there's the case of the person who's suspicious and everywhere they look they see uh, that which seems to really be suspicious because they're pre-figured or um, uh, pre-sensitized that's the value they're carrying the value of first and foremost I have to identify threat and first and foremost I know that uh, the world is filled with threat Uh, danger lurks and abounds I must given that the world is full of threat and I'm vulnerable I must always identify threat something like that Um, that leads uh, the world to react accordingly but each person's different so some person is being seen uh, as a threat and fulfills that and becomes threatening or resents that you see them that way and another person sees that you're seeing them a certain way and it doesn't mean anything or they don't care it's your problem so uh, but surely how we enter a situation uh, and how we uh, the basis for our being there our motivation um, our values and how well we understand them our our uh, perspective very much influences what we experience and um, we have to be careful of um, whether we're whether we're really committed to seeing clearly or not DC Lao chapter 23 to use words but rarely is to be natural hence a gusty wind cannot last all morning and a sudden downpour cannot last all day who is it that produces these heaven and earth if even heaven and earth cannot go on forever how much less can man that is why one follows the way a man of the Tao the way a man of the Tao conforms to the Tao a man of the conforms to the virtue a man of loss conforms to loss he who conforms to the Tao is gladly accepted by the Tao he who conforms to virtue is gladly accepted by virtue the he who conforms to loss is gladly accepted by loss when there is not enough faith there's a lack of good faith (laughs) (coughs) which is that kind of tautological circularity of that last phrase when there's not enough faith there is no good faith so a lack of faith is no good faith and good faith I mean, just as a little point, good faith is sort of the recognition that um, the person in front of you could potentially be virtuous, <laughs> has it in him, or uh, to be uh, goodly. Of course, you have to. We have to determine that per person, and uh, we shouldn't be too too wishy-washy. Oh, anything, you know, they're just hurt while they slap you and knock you around. Oh, they just had a hard childhood. Whap, whap, whap. So, <laughs> one shouldn't be a dupe. Um, the point is, uh, first, um, the way of nature is, is of what arises and passes away. And to be in harmony with that is to accept loss and to not seek maximal gain and um, uh, an un an unyielding, unchanging accomplishment. Um, and there, there is the flexibility 
from Heraclitus, um, showing the, the, the cosmology of it uh, down the page on that wiki quote page, fragment 20, fragment 30, one translation is, this universe, which is the same for all, has not been made by any god with a small g or man, but ha it always has been, is, and will be an ever-living fire, kindling itself by regular measures and going out by regular measures. So the regularity of arising and passing away uh, in accord with the cycles and its own laws, phenomena arise and pass away. Knowing that, uh, the Taoist very much seeks to conform to the Tao and the Tao De, conform to um, the trans, con the inconceivability of source, that the nature of all phenomena is very much associated with the nature of its source, Tao, which is darkest beyond dark and inconceivable. And um, the source of all in a endlessly uh, creative, uh, fertilized way. Fecund, F-E-C-U-N-D. Fecundity of Godhead, of the Logos. That, that's a principle too. And so seeking to be in conformity with what is and the laws by which what is uh, are ever-changing, um, the Taoist uh, takes guidance therefrom. And uh, that's what we see here in every chapter. So let me go on. Uh, we'll see another aspect of other aspects of it in uh, chapter 24. So the next page, uh, Tao Te Ching, chapter 24, starting with Arthur Whaley. Quote, He who stands on tiptoe does not stand firm. He who takes the longest strides does not walk the fastest. He who does his own looking sees little. He who defines himself is not therefore distinct. He who boasts of what he will do succeeds in nothing. He who is proud of his work achieves nothing that endures. Of these, from the standpoint of the Tao, it is said, quote, Pass round superfluous dishes to those that have already had enough, and no creature but will reject them in disgust. That is why he that possesses Tao does not linger. <laughs> yeah, only uh, a few Chinese guys 2,500 years ago could figure out what was meant here, in some cases. Uh, again, um, knowing that all is changing, one um, is careful to establish that which can be lost. One is careful to not depend on that which is unsustainable. So let's see DC Lao 24. He who tiptoes cannot stand. He who strides cannot walk. He who shows himself is not conspicuous. He who considers himself right is not illustrious. He who brags will have no merit. He who boasts will not endure. From the point of view of the Tao, 
these are, quote, excessive food and useless excrescences, as there are things that detest them, he who has the Tao does not abide in them. <laughs> so, it's an interesting change of translation. If you're on tiptoe, you're not firm, you also cannot walk. If you're taking the longest strides, you may or may not walk the fastest. Or, when you're striding, you cannot walk in a leisurely way. Now, of course, you could be striving. Again, you know, anything can be picked apart and knocked down. This philosophy, even Gautama's philosophy, or the raw material. If you want to spit, you can spit freely anywhere you want. Not you, but people can. Therefore, uh, there are limits to the applicability of, of any teaching, and limits to the perfection or, uh, in, you know, the uh, meticulousness of the formulation of a sentence or of words of a teaching. Anything can be picked apart by what it's not saying and what it neglects and what seems to be overemphasized or what um, seems to be inadequate. Um, meanwhile, we can take the essential principle. Uh, attachment to tiptoeing <laughs> leads one to be able, unable to stand comfortably for a long time. And uh, this is sort of exactly, I mean, that, that's probably why this was put at the, at the head of the chapter. The image or metaphor, I guess analogy, I don't know, metaphor analogy, of the person standing on the tiptoes was used at the head of this chapter because it's so perfect, I think. Uh, stability doesn't come uh, from an extreme position. And that's very critical to the, the Taoist way of conformity to Tao and Tao is don't be extreme. <laughs> uh, don't seek perfection. Seek a harmony and balance uh, and detachment and non-forcing uh, and appreciation for the small as well as the great or the weak as well as the strong, the dark as well as the light, the confused as well as the clear. Uh, don't don't judge that which is difficult, or uh, in in a universe of on, uh, of, of omnipresent polarity, polarity everywhere, one side is simply not better than the other. Uh, high is no better than low. Strong is no better than weak. Uh, clear is no better than confused from the sense, from the perspective of what is and appreciating what is as um, equally valuable. And in Buddhism there's something called one taste. And Mahayana developed that notion. It's nothing more than the emptiness or insubstantiality uh, of all phenomena or, or you know, mental and, and physical phenomena. Uh, all of it is of one taste because none of it is permanent uh, and none of it is substantial. It's a field in, in continual flux whose nature is indescribable, whose nature is actually empty of any descriptor. You can describe it all you want, but its nature is beyond all description. 
uh, you can say light, but even that is just another labeling, which is fine. The nature of all energy is light, fine. It's uh, polarized light, so it's there's a yin-yang or a love light or a um, interplay, uh, and alternation and cycles come out of it. But ultimately, reality is far beyond our descriptors, our interpretation. And uh, if you try to hold on to one, you'll definitely lose. And if you try not to hold, you may well gain it all. That, that's a very kind of Taoist perspective. So tiptoe is unstable, um, hard pushing, long strides may not be the fastest and may not even allow uh, leisurely walking. <laughs> and so uh, these are counsels against extremism in attitude and behavior. Uh, some of it sounds a little strange. He, he who boasts of what he'll do succeeds in nothing. Well, some people boast and get success. Some people who are proud of their work uh, achieve something that endures. Right. So this is not always the case. Uh, one can be proud in a very um, casual way. One can be proud. I'm glad I did that. I think I did pretty well. That's it. Enough. Uh, that's some kind of pride, but it's not such a big deal. Likewise, one can boast or say, you know, I did. I think I did a good job. Is that boasting and bragging? I don't know. Uh, but certainly, uh, we can see everywhere, <laughs> among the untrained worldlings around us, um, l low intelligence, uh, low character bragging and boasting, and people who think, I mean, it's like politicians, right? From their words, you'd think they're the most virtuous, meritorious, selfless people on the planet. All they do is serve the constituents and serve their people selflessly to do as a public servant. You'd think, and they talk about how virtuous our side is and how bad the other side is. Anybody who's virtuous doesn't talk that way. <laughs> the people who are totally virtuous or seeking that would never say it because they know they've never achieved the, the ideal. Even Nityananda Gautama, they don't even have a self-sense to be non-virtuous. They're beyond uh, fixed, f false, you know, conceived identity that itself could be virtuous or vicious. Uh, they're beyond all that. They'd never say, I'm virtuous, I'm meritorious, I'm great, or I'm good, or I'm so selfless. <laughs> only, only losers and shitheads talk like that, really. Only people who are not talk it. And that's the Taoist principle, too. Um, to speak of a thing is to miss the mark. The person who says he is, isn't. And those who know don't speak, and those who speak don't know. Not always, but commonly, that those are the case, that that's the case. And so there's a lot of that Taoist um, um, appreciation of the mean, like Confucius, the doctrine of the mean, the, the value of harmony and balance in the middle. And so, from the point of view of the Tao, these are, meaning showing yourself, bragging, boasting, making a big deal out of yourself, making a big deal out of some accomplishment. These are excessive food and useless excrescences. Excrescence is a nasty word uh, associated with, a nas with nasty phenomena. 
a wart, a growth, a lump, a protuberance, a knob, a nodule, an outgrowth, a monstrosity, uh, is an excrescence. You can hear it. Excrescence. She says that too. And so it's some kind of growth out of, but it's very kin to a plant mold or wart or mole on the skin. Uh, It also means an excess of something or um, something extraneous and additional and unneeded. And so, likewise, um, this notion that um, uh, a person who makes a big deal of himself uh, and uh, boasts and brags and um, considers the impermanent uh, highly important <laughs> uh, is uh, manifesting a wart uh, a uh, spiritual wart uh, in the sense that they're manifesting an unnecessary uh, distorted feature and that's why the Taoist says you know, do your work and withdraw don't take credit, don't make a big deal of yourself don't make a big deal of anything uh, but do your best always and don't get stuck uh, and don't be self-centered because um, the way to enduring or having true merit uh, is selfless um, activity in conformity with what's best for all so as there are things that detest them he who has Tao does not abide in them he doesn't abide in what's detestable okay (laughs) so uh, he who possesses Tao does not linger Uh, do your thing and move along don't make a big deal it's like don't make a big deal out of what's not important (laughs) and there are many many things that we that people commonly think is important that are not important in the big picture so it's like uh, somebody has a bump on a motorbike and says ow like okay I got it you know just be quiet and keep it to yourself <laughs> but some people like to get some uh, energy from others so the Taoist is very self-contained you know the Taoist is um, taking from the mother's milk the breast of Tao only the the nourishment from from what is not uh, human and not interpersonal particularly the, the true Taoist sage, um, you know, <laughs> uh, dances uh, among the mountain peaks and uh, flies through the wind on the clouds, um, figuratively or literally for some. Uh, this is in many ways the spirit of the seeker, uh, the one that seeks to, com- you know, continue or complete the great work, magnum opus of soul evolution um, and realizes that uh, the inner or Tao Te is an inexhaustible source of power, of clarity, of well-being uh, and uh, struggling and wrangling for human position and admiration and, and recognition is unseemly, unworthy and um, in the end uh, futile 
because everything that comes will go. But staying true to the inner, to um, to the source of polarity, <laughs> to the Tao, the source of change. Stay true to the source of change, and change won't upset you. Something like that. 24 or 25, I'll send the link here. <clears throat> so, what? I think I gave the wrong page there. Huh. How funny. Uh, let me just see. Anyway, that that's a wrong link. Uh, that's back to excrescence. But uh, go to Dao De Ching 25. Uh, just a sec. There it is. There's the link. Uh, continuing, we make it four out of here. Uh, Dao De Ching, chapter 25. And this I will compare to chapter one. A bit because uh, we're kind of going back to cosmology a bit here. Just a second. All right. Chapter 25, Dao De Ching, first Arthur Whaley translation. There was something formless yet complete that existed before heaven and earth without sound without substance, dependent on nothing, unchanging, all-pervading, unfailing. One may think of it as the mother of all things under heaven. Its true name we do not know. Were I forced to say to what class of things it belongs, I should call it a great, or I should call it great. Ta. Da. Now, da like da ren, da big. Now da also means passing on, and passing on means going far away, and going far away means returning. Thus, just as Tao has this greatness, or da, and as earth has it, and as heaven has it, so may the ruler also have it, this greatness, or da. Thus, Within the realm there are four portions of greatness, and one belongs to the king. The ways of men are conditioned by those of earth, the ways of earth by those of heaven, the ways of heaven by those of Tao, and the ways of Tao by the self-so. <laughs> self-so. Self-so is very much akin to the Buddhist word tatata, tathagata, 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 or Tathagata, is the thus come one, the such come one. The Buddhist term is Tathata, or Tathata, Tathata, uh, meaning suchness, thusness, as it isness. Uh, reality, phenomena, is that as it is, its nature is its nature. <laughs> Despite regardless, irregardless of any interpretation. It is what it is, and reality is that way. <laughs> Sounds kind of silly. Reality is, and that is distinct from our interpretation or conceptualizations of it. And so, 
before the Tao is uh, that which is, or that which um, cannot, you know, is, is beyond name, obviously. So the ways of Tao uh, are as they are, or come from that which is the basis of creation, or that creation is um, is why there is creation. <laughs> and the ways of heaven guided by Tao, the ways of earth guided by heaven, the ways of men guided by earth, or I would say earth and heaven in harmony with Tao, uh, we're talking about greatness. And as I said before, in the Chinese philosophy, there's a notion, certainly Confucian and Taoist, uh, greatness... Uh, is such because it's um, it's it's born of rightness. There's no greatness without rightness. Rightness um, is very much akin to de, and so there are two aspects of de, de dao de, dao de ching. The de obviously is often called power. It's also translated as virtue. So virtue power or power virtue, or um, the power of, uh, you know, divine power, which is all good, although obviously there's evil <laughs> in, the, in the hearts of men or in this world. And so, the uh, as power, the power expression of Tao is also virtuous or good. And so its greatness is that it has both power and virtue, or its great power is virtuous, and that's basically, uh, you know, the, the Tao, or the source of all, seeks, is not um, playing a joke on people, or there is creation, there are, there are good reasons for creation. <laughs> creation is not some uh, fickle negative entity playing around you know, for quatlus. <laughs> it's not a quatlu game here. And the materialists don't know anything. They just think, because there's no proof, therefore there's no divinity or, or deity or design. They just completely, you know, they're, they're, they were the lowest level in ancient India, the charvakas, the, the skeptics and materialists who basically had conviction of meaning, the con conviction of meaninglessness meaning there's no greater purpose to life other than live and die, get stuff and do your thing and die. <clears throat> um, they were considered the lowliest um, in the philosophical schools of ancient India. Uh, today they're in the ascendancy. Uh, but the notion here is that um, before uh, heaven and earth, um, the Tao, uh, has these qualities that cannot be understood, and then we we uh, see that in chapter one. I guess I'm flipping around here too much. Chapter one, um, the way that can be told is not the unvarying way. The way or Tao that's spoken of is not true Tao. The name that you're naming and the words used, isn't that which is beyond, uh, beyond change. And the value 
of seeking source rather than the manifestations of source. Uh, the value of um, appreciating the big picture uh, rather than only uh, striving to gain within the field. And so, thou as mother of all things under heaven and true name, we don't know. Same thing, I'll read now the translation of D.C. Lao, chapter 25. We get a sense of that there is a thing confusedly formed before born before heaven and earth silent and void it stands alone and does not change goes round and does not weary it is capable of being the mother of the world i know not its name so i style it thou the way i give it the makeshift name of the great, Da. Being great, it is further described as receding. Receding, it is described as far away. Being far away, it is described as turning back. Hence, the Tao is great. Heaven is great. Earth is great. The king is also great. Within the realm, there are four things that are great, and the king does count as one. <laughs> man models himself on earth earth on heaven heaven on the Tao and the Tao on that which is naturally so naturally so <laughs> is uh, what prior to the Tao uh, prior to the Tao is what the Logos uh, or Dalda is the Logos uh, certainly uh, that which can be a source of creation came from something. So the Logos as a creative principle of light and the octaves uh, came out of intelligent infinity, one infinite creator, which is all potentia, all potential pre-kinesis, pre-kinetic. So there's the, the kinesis or activity or motion or function uh, of the state of Logos. Logos as a focalized point of uh, infinite love light or infinite will love that can create light came coming out of that which is pre-kinetic or uh, potentia only potential only um, pre the source of creation prior to activity of creation the source of the activity of creation is prior to the creative, a creative source. It's the source of the creative. <laughs> the source of the creative. What allows uh, a creation to be prior, actually, to a functioning point that does the creation. That's the naturally so, or ta-ta-ta. And so this is just the point, is that um, as one ascends in consciousness or expands in consciousness, or goes up the seven densities, goes up the seven chakras, uh, develops awareness sequentially greater 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 through the seven stages uh, one uh, one's intellect is less and less capable of um, comprehending grasping explaining defining um, revealing what one continually sees 
or, or one's vision expanding, uh, the field of awareness growing, the intellect is ever less capable uh, of defining what is. And um, reliance on the intellect uh, falls away. Or the samskara form-making, uh, thought form-making function uh, becomes less important than knowing and being and the doing and saying that comes out of knowing and being. So greater being, which is a being knowing, um, before or regardless of intellect, doesn't, doesn't require logical linear thought necessarily. I mean, again, I'm not finished with the path. I'm just kind of explaining how I see things. Uh, <clears throat> increasingly, there is a trusting of what is, trusting of the self-so, uh, and appreciation of the greater, of, of a, an expanded field of, of reality. The multidimensional, the metaphysical, inseparable from the physical, um, and an appreciation of source, not simply the manifestations of source, right? Uh, Ra talked about, Don asked Ra about the um, human scientists spending a lot of time researching biology. Ra said that it's sort of... Um, their view is sort of that's poignant but sort of uh, futile or not so valuable to spend so much time analyzing that which was of a moment's decision by the logos, meaning the structure of 2D biology or physical, biological structures and function, being uh, the result of a moment of thought by the logos, simply creating a vehicle. That's it. It's a vehicle. Now you can learn the nature of the source by a, a philosophical approach to the understanding of the vehicle. Everything's holographic, sure, so the mind of the creator is shown in every aspect of the creation, so you can study biology <clears throat> and see the mind of God. Yeah, okay, sure. But Ra was sort of emphasizing that it might be better to study the principles of soul evolution instead of um, that which is of a moment's decision of the logos in establishing the structure and function of the physical body, biology. <laughs> uh, better to know the the ways of soul transformation. Uh, meanwhile, um, it's important to be able to function in the world. Meanwhile, uh, one will increasingly be aware of the indefinable or the indefinability of what is and move out of the human and if you keep moving out of the human <laughs> you'll have trouble with the relationships possibly because uh, nobody can follow you or uh, you know traceless flying through the sky nobody can nobody can determine the tracks uh, in any case <laughs> uh, certainly uh, the mind changes along the way. And the Taoist teaching here is uh, how to be in harmony with uh, inevitable cycles and change, uh, particularly by a focus on the essential. Okay, so there are four portions of greatness. Uh, there's the greatness of, um, you know, the ruler and earth and heaven and Tao. Uh, and each models itself on the the force above it, 
therefore man or the Taoist or the sage or the seeker model we can model ourselves on the ways of uh, heaven and earth which model themselves which in many ways uh, the ways of heaven and earth is Taoda while uh, the source of heaven and earth is Tao and uh, keeping the big picture and uh, appreciating um, appreciating the greater reality in which we're living uh, just as Ross said the, the physical and metaphysical being inseparable that's a Taoist perspective <laughs> in western modern language and this is very Chinese and very 2500 years ago <laughs> language um, meanwhile I think we can get it so before heaven and earth born before heaven and earth silent and void it stands alone and does not change its true name we do not know one may think of it as the mother of all things under heaven uh, meanwhile each um, each of us is molded by that which is greater than us so uh, let me see about this yeah I'll read 26 and we'll we'll be finished with that too so Tao Te Ching chapter 26 uh, Arthur Whaley then Lao as the heavy must be the foundation of the light so quietness is lord and master of activity truly quote, a man of consequence though he travels all day will not let himself be separated from his baggage wagon however magnificent the view he sits quiet and dispassionate End quote. how much less then must be the lord of ten thousand chariots allow how much less then must be or must the lord of ten thousand chariots allow himself to be lighter than these he rules if he is light the foundation is lost if he is active the lord and master is lost dc lao the heavy is the root of the light the still is the lord of the restless therefore the gentleman uh, when traveling all day never lets the heavily laden carts out of his sight it's only when he is safely behind walls and watchtowers that he rests peacefully and is above worries how then should a ruler of ten thousand chariots make light of his own person in the eyes of the empire if light then the root is lost if restless then the lord is lost <coughs> and so polarity heavy light quietness activity um, still or restless quiet or active in the world of um, unceasing changing uh, polarity in cycles uh, one however you know uh, uh, one each is the foundation of the other stillness leads to activity but activity when it reaches its maximum goes to stillness meaning you get tired and stop acting and so 
the foundation of the light is the heavy, you can say the foundation of the heavy is the light. Here we mean heavy and light, or stable and unstable. Uh, each um, is the foundation or the basis of its opposite. Um, uh, aspects, points of a polarity are the basis for the other. And that's where you get the Dao, the, the Taoist uh, yin-yang symbol, where in the center of the black is white, and the center of the white is black. The foundation of all that is polarized is its polarized opposite. So the heavy is the foundation for the light. The heavy is the root or foundation of light. Quiet or stillness is the root or foundation of activity. And so the foundation can be thought of here as Lord and Master. Right? Lord and Master means uh, boss, means controller, determiner of. And so that's the point. Uh, we must engage in activity. But as activity is one point of a polarity called motion stillness, or the, active, the, the polarity of stillness versus motion, uh, motionlessness, motion, stillness, activity. Since indeed we must be engaged in the yang polarity, the yang position of activity and function, we need to know very well and uh, rest um, in, in a uh, dependent way, or rest uh, at least with great appreciation for its polarized opposite called stillness or motionlessness, quietness. So we must indeed engage in activity. The way to do so is to familiarize yourself very deeply with its polar opposite, which happens to be its lord and master and foundation and root, which is stillness. So uh, one can speak well when one can um, dwell quietly in uh, quietly and in a prolonged way in stillness so uh, comfort with or um, integration of the ways of stillness is the basis for wise activity uh, uh, acceptance of the heavy the stable the um, grave gravitas the um, sober approach to life uh, is the basis of uh, light and movement and um, uh, anything that is uh, of, of less <laughs> a left of less duration <clears throat> the heavy the root of the light what is the light what is the what is the light and so at the bottom you see if light the root is lost if he's light the foundation is lost so there's some criticism of the light. It doesn't mean light, dark light. It's heavy light, light. So the um, uh, insubstantial, <laughs> the um, easily movable, the um, ungrounded, uh, it's the difference between humor and mirth. Uh, it's the difference between intelligent humor and stupid humor. humor. Stupid humor is light, in the sense of light versus heavy. Um, shallow, <laughs> inconsequential, 
insignificant, um, of little value, while the heavy is what uh, allows, um, is very much associated with, um, with stillness. So stillness uh, appreciates the heavy, and inability to accept stillness, which is restlessness, uh, is of is associated with that light or insubstantial, light or insignificant or shallow. Um, the Gemini mind, <laughs> the Gemini mind that never stops, um, you know, tweet, tweeting uh, foreign policy by Twitter. <laughs> this kind of thing is the light, not the heavy. And so, uh, if you seek uh, that which is of great benefit. <clears throat> consider what it depends on and make resonate or make harmony with that uh, which what you seek depends upon and so likewise the gentleman the uh, man of consequence traveling all day periodically coming upon beautiful view um, has much to concern himself with um, is diligent to make sure that he doesn't get separated from his baggage uh, and doesn't rest peacefully till something is accomplished or he's safe again. Uh, however magnificent the view, he sits quiet and dispassionate. And so, no matter what good thing comes, this is very much about being free from the worldly winds uh, in Buddhism, the eight worldly winds, particularly here we're talking about the winds of, of pleasure and gain. However wonderful the view, however much pleasure, however much whatever one has gained in a wonderful way, um, one doesn't spin around. <laughs> one maintains stability of mind, which is not gets attached to pleasure and gain. Not makes a big deal. And so the Taoist is the one that doesn't get upset with loss and doesn't uh, lose it with gain. And so, <clears throat> and then of course for the ruler, <laughs> uh, the whole thing is multiplied, the, the stakes are much higher. Uh, being light, being um, uh, casual, too casual, uh, in a position of human authority. Uh, certainly risks <laughs> uh, giving the underlings uh, an idea to overthrow the ruler. So this is also written for the person who has responsibility to the collective. Anyway, I think you can get a sense here that um, uh, to that in many ways this is sort of a paradoxical uh, basis teaching. Um, if you seek to get, give, <laughs> uh, when you have, withdraw, or uh, since the world is ever-changing and polarities alternate and succeed one another endlessly, um, it's, it's folly to seek seek to secure gain and um, immature to be devastated by loss.
Um, but, you know, it happens sometimes. We feel devastated and uh, we overjoyed. Okay, whatever. But, you know, trying to cling to overjoyed when it arises naturally is problematic. And clinging to self-pity or massive discouragement when we have real loss uh, is harmful too. So, anyway, I think uh, it's enough for today. Next time we'll go into chapter 27. But you can see how this um, is deep and deep and um, much food for thought. So I hope this was useful and you can um, take this for yourself and see what it really means. So take good care of yourselves. Um, see you next week and good night.